I have been known to fall in places that have no landing, no gravity, no longer in control of what is happening. I feel hopeless, but I'm right next to a person and he puts in just enough effort to make me feel hopeful, make me feel special. So I create these fairy tales in my mind of falling and knowing he going to be the one to catch me. And it doesn't really take much, especially coming from a place where there was no love. Praising people for the bare minimum who will watch you free fall. If you love me, hold my hand. Close your eyes. With the only thing that's on the back of your mind is I don't give a fuck where we land as long as it's you that I'm next to. Not focused on who's going to catch who, but out of all the people in this world for you to fall with a hundred times over again, you know I would choose you if I'm the one and prove it. It's so easy to say you'll do anything for a person that doesn't require you to do shit. If I'm the only thing that's on your mind and don't lose it. Don't lose your train of thought and then after an argument you ready to give up or you forgot why we fell in love. Don't tell me to jump if you're not ready. It's like you would rather me fall out of love. Welcome back to self-care and chill with Maui. Another day, another day, another day of working on yourself and growing and evolving and letting go of toxic shit and flourishing and cutting people off and outgrowing your surroundings and people having you fucked up, but you're choosing to vibrate higher because you're not going to scoop down to a level that you have leveled up from. And that's that. So today episode on I am my own valentine I know they want us to be lonely on the 14th they want us to be looking sad be lonely they want us to text somebody that we ain't supposed to be texting they want us to be on social media like oh I wish I had a man nope still you know loving on myself I got my man back but still loving on myself unapologetically so if you are one of my single ladies or if you're in a relationship it is always the right day to love your goddamn self so before we jump into that, our self-love for today, I wanted to talk a little bit about myself. Um, on the first episode, most of you guys already knew me. Um, I get so many DMs about what made me get on a self-love journey. Where do I start? I feel like y'all don't know, unless you've been following me on Instagram for a while, you don't know how this shit really began. Like, where the fuck did this start? I didn't wake up one day and get on social media and decide to post a positive quote. No, <laughs> that wasn't even before my self-love journey. I was posting poems and stuff like that, but my self-love journey wasn't really activated the way it should have. So a couple years ago, story time with Maui, I guess we're about to do it. A couple years ago, um, I, I wasn't, I had just got, um, left my job at a daycare to go work at the post office super excited. I love working with kids. And if they paid the daycare workers more, I would always have worked in the daycare. So I went to go work at the post office and I had, um, des- I was, I had a destination addiction. I always felt like if I had a better job, my life would be better. If I had this, my life would be better. I was on this, I was addicted to the new destinations. And at the time me and my son's dad, we, um, both of our jobs ended up being close together and we move in together. Don't you ever move into a place that you can't afford by yourself, okay? Lesson learned, okay? So we moved in together despite us already having problems, cheating, lying, and not to place a lot of blame on him. We were so comfortable with each other and, like, really afraid to see the other person happy that even though we couldn't make each other happy, we refused to let go. So I don't even think... um, 
he was happy at the time that we broke up, but comfortable holding on to history. We move in together and I'm thinking like, wow, this is my first like real place by myself. Like I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to have my little family and like, this is another thing was I never worked as much either. So I'm going to work every day. I hate it. I'm coming home. I'm not feeling like my partner really sees me. Um, I'm, I start feeling like I'm, I'm just going through this world and I'm existing. I see my friends and they're living their lives and I'm coming home every day cooking, just trying to be like this stay at home mom, like not stay at home mom, but like this housewife working, come home with my kid and my little family. The biggest way to steal your happiness is by comparing your life to other people. If you compare your life to people who have less than you, you'll always find reasons to be, to be grateful. If you compare your life consistently to people who have more, you'll always feel like I'm unsatisfied. So I was comparing my life to people around me that may have not have kids or in happy in relationships. I start feeling like I just, I didn't know my place in the world anymore. I was with a person that um, I could tell that they weren't happy. I didn't really know how to make them happy. That was draining me. Coming home from work every day, just not not feeling like I pour enough into me. I'm this mom. I'm this coworker. I'm this girlfriend. I'm this daughter. I'm just so many different things to every fucking body, and I just didn't want to be nothing to anyone besides my son anymore. Um, I wanted to show up for myself. So after a little situation of me liking somebody at my job and me feeling finding out my son's dad is cheating on me once again, which we're not surprised about because this is what he would do. Not throwing him under under the bus, but at the end of the day, he didn't do anything more than what I tolerated and I accepted. Um, I set the tone for how I deserved to be loved and deserved to be treated. He didn't change because he didn't have a desire to change because he knew no matter what, I would come back. So I'm not blaming him for shit. Um, I'm going to take full responsibility for the role that I played in allowing somebody to carry me that way because I didn't know my worth. So when I finally decided to leave, because I'm not going to be sneaky, like I contemplated, like I'm going to be breaking up my family. I didn't feel in the moment, in the moments of me thinking about this for weeks, I felt like I wasn't showing my son examples of what a happy family looked like. I felt like I was just showing him what it's like for two people to exist together, not for daddy to love mommy or mommy to love daddy and affection and love and partnership and togetherness. And it's not nothing more than if you grew up and you didn't have your dad in your life or your parents were separated, it's not anything more to, that you want to do than give your child what you never had. And I felt like if you read my new book, you know, it's a part that I say this. I felt like I had to just charge it to the game and suck it the fuck up for my kid. I didn't need to be happy as long as he has this family. It didn't matter if I'm crying at work all the time, if I'm crying myself to sleep. If I'm just feeling like this world would be a better place if I wasn't here because the the type of emotions that this world a lot makes me feel, I feel like are just too overwhelming for me. Um, So I decided that I, I don't want to be in this relationship. I knew that freaking I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. Like, I didn't know how the fuck I was going to do any of that goddamn shit, honestly. um, I was scared. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, but I told them I wasn't happy. I told him, like, you don't got to leave right now, but I don't feel like I could find myself while we live together because I start going out, hanging out with my friends, and to have somebody coming home and when you feel like they're waiting for you, I didn't want to feel like I was being guilt-tripped out of my decision to choose me for once. 
I have put myself second for so long. I have chosen people over and over a million times. It's gotten me nowhere but this feeling of emptiness, this feeling of I don't know who I am. Um, I don't know what makes me happy. So I knew the consequences of me choosing me. I'm going to be flooded in bills. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, but shit. I guess we'll figure it out. So that when they finally leave, um, I don't, I didn't know what kind of feeling, mind you, I always think if I do something, I'll be feeling better or happier. I didn't know what I was expecting, but they left and I felt more emptier because I had this attachment issue to you and it just was hurting, hurting, not having this person around. Not like they was treating me like a queen or treating me so good. It was just more feelings of emptiness and nothingness. Um, some days I would just drive home so slow because it's like, what am I rushing home for? Because nobody's going to be there because we start alternating our weeks with our son too. So I decided to, I start dating. I didn't take no time to my, for myself. I start dating immediately. If this is just me being honest and I wasn't feeling no type of connection with these people. So now I'm out here and it's a bunch of people that that's filthy ass, raggedy ass animals. And I'm feeling like, damn, Bitch, you could have just stayed with your motherfucking baby daddy. If this was the case, this what you fucking wanted to come out here for? <laughs> so I start like, just feeling like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Like I, But in no part did I ever feel like, go get your family back. That was never my instinct. My instinct never told me to go back to something that was making me unhappy. Um, And after doing a little dating thing and realized like, I'm not feeling nothing. Like it's too soon. I need to just be alone. That is when the real work set in. Like the real, I know a lot of people think that um, because, ignore my son in the background. Azai, shut your door. I'm sorry to be ghetto on this podcast today, y'all. But y'all know my son be acting crazy in the background playing Fortnite. Um, but when I decided to be by myself, that's when the real freaking work kicked in, y'all. It's different from the women that's out here that saying, oh, I've been single for four years or I've been single for two years, but they ain't been doing no work. I literally would come home crying like I hated myself. I didn't like her. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know what to do to make her happy. Um, I only knew how to text like five people to kill time. Let me just text guys or FaceTime this person or I, that's all I knew how to do to occupy time. I didn't want to be alone because being alone made me feel like I didn't have nobody. I felt like something had to be wrong with me. I can't keep a man or I don't feel loved. And I literally, and I tell this people all the time, I felt like I had to start start from scratch from the last time I remembered doing something that I wanted to do. And it was like in 2011, <laughs> um, right after a party from my best friend's house, and I was so drunk. And I remember like, and this is at the time, this is my, my son's dad. This is my, he, my boyfriend at the time. I remember just leaning out the car and just throwing up like three different times. And he was like, this is unladylike. I don't want to be with somebody that acts like this. And I felt like in that moment, I decided that I wasn't going to do unladylike shit anymore. I was going to be focused on doing what made them happy because me being me didn't make them happy. They might've been infatuated with me. They might've liked the idea of me. But they didn't love me for me because they're trying to change me. Even if my fucking behavior was not conducive to my growth or health, healthy for me. 
you can inspire people to change. You can motivate them, but you don't have to completely change them. But in that moment, I decided that for now on, I'm just cook for my man. Well, I wasn't cooking, y'all. Let me not lie. But let me just be in the house and not do shit. Let's do whatever the fuck he want to do. Go out to dinner. Go to the movies. Missionary. Turn over. Let me suck a titty. The same routine. And at the time, I'm young. I'm in my t- early 20s. So I'm feeling like, wow, like I'm in this routine life of a 60 year old. This is fucking boring because this is not my natural. This is not my natural personality. Like I like to travel. I like to go out. I like to turn up with my friends. I am freaking, I'm not super social, but I'm a, I like to have fun. I don't like to socialize like that, but I like to go out and have fun. And I just morphed myself to who this person wanted me to be so that I can make them happy. And that's one thing that I regret so much of not just being who I was unapologetically and if it worked for a person it worked for them if they didn't like it they didn't like it so I go on this journey and I didn't know what the fuck to do with my goddamn self I'm not gonna lie y'all I start um painting I realized I could paint really well that was one thing that um I did I would come in the house I would clean I start taking myself out to dinner I start freaking just going for walks alone I start writing poetry more just trying to find, like, where do I fit in in the world? What is my purpose? You serve God by finding what makes you happy and sharing it with the world. That is that is your gift to everyone else, by finding what you're good at or finding your gift and sharing it with everybody else. When when you know that you're good, good at something and you allow fear or just being too scared to start to stop you from it, that's a disservice to God. And I know. Y'all already know my ass. It don't matter what the hell I'm talking about or if I curse a million times during my goddamn podcast, you know I'm going to bring God up because I love me some God and that's on what? That is on Mary Had a Little Lamp. So, okay, I realized I learned how to, I, I could paint really good. So I started painting like um characters for little kid rooms. Child, it was a gift. It was a blessing in disguise because I started selling a lot of paintings on social media. I ain't never have to worry about rent. So that was able to help me with my bills and stuff like that because now I'm all on my own. Every month, God found a way. He found a way that I was never struggling with bills. Yeah, I might have been able, I might not have been able to freaking fill my gas tank up all the time or eat fancy places and stuff like that. Like I didn't have money to do those kind of things, but I had everything that I needed and I had my sanity and I had my peace. So I start finding, I start trying to find a silver lining in all of this. Yeah, I can't buy nice sandals or use my credit cards no more because I don't have help, but I'm at peace. And I'm not begging somebody to change or asking them why they don't love me or treat this way me treat me this way no more or why they texting girls or who they want to. I'm not doing any any of those things anymore. I'm not allowing somebody to destroy my sanity or this little peaceful place, this little clubhouse of peace that I've created for myself. So I start doing it and doing it consistently. At this point, I, don't, I wasn't doing no affirmations, but just focusing on myself, working out, going for my walks, doing stuff with me and my son, going to the at the time we lived near the zoo, so I would go to the zoo all the time too. And that's where the journey began of me leaving that relationship. And then briefly, I get into another relationship, and I tell y'all this all the time that true love is supposed to feel like home. It's supposed to feel like a long day at work, a long day after work and you taking off your bra and being able to be like, ah, finally, I can relax. I feel safe. I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I feel like a long walk at the beach. It feels like freaking a massage after a long week. But if you have been 
treated badly for so long. You will be impressed by the first thing that feels good when that part of you, that part of intimacy has been neglected for so long. So I meet somebody, I'm with them for a little while. And I realized that I latched on to them outside of the fact they treated me good, but it was, I was getting so many emotions and feelings that I hadn't, hadn't felt in so long. And then eventually that person showed me who they really were. And we try to make the good outweigh the bad or feel like because they do this and that, then it must not be that bad. Or, um, I've tolerated the same thing from somebody that did it way less for me. So this can't be that bad. I will be asking God to remove my attachment from this person. Um, asking God to just give me the strength to leave they ass. Really trying to tap into my worth that I thought I thought I knew all about. Like I, I thought I was on the right track, but we don't know how far we've grown when we're not put in situations to test us. Okay, and that was my test. Me coming out of that situation, knowing it was going to be hard, knowing that, oh my gosh, this shit hurt bad. What the fuck? Oh my God. I thought the other shit hurt. This hurt, hurt. Um, Okay. So that was my test and me tapping back into my self-love. And I realized that when I left them, that this journey that you're on, this never ending evolution of evolving, self-love is not a switch that turns off. It's not something that you stop doing because you get in a relationship. That's not what it is. It's something, it's a never, it's a commitment that is never ending that every day I'm going to wake up and know my worth. And I'm always going to consistently choose what is the best for me. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do my best. And by the way that I love myself, it will set the tone for everybody around me. And I won't, I won't lower this shit for nobody, nobody or nothing. I don't give a fuck what they offering. If it's, if it doesn't work with what I got going on, I won't accept it. So like y'all know now I'm in a relationship. But leading up to me being in a relationship now and me dating properly and just filling different guys out and seeing what I wanted and not having sex for some months. Ooh, child, the drought. It was sad and pitiful. It was sad, pitiful, and long. But I wanted to make sure that I knew what I wanted. I really, really knew how to make myself happy. I wasn't choosing somebody out of loneliness out of freaking just wanting to be in a relationship or any of those things. I was only going to be with somebody I felt would, would compliment me and help me grow. And I wanted to be with a person that was accountable too. So me dating and stuff like that last year and a year before, cause I was single for a minute when I stopped dealing with them for like two years, um, maybe like two and a half years. Um, dating myself, you know, traveling, doing shows. And then I did, and you know, sometimes we, I fucked up a couple of times too. I fucked them. I ain't gonna lie. I had sex with them a couple of times. And I realized that 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 inspired my celibacy. Me deciding that no. And in order, I know sometimes as women, we don't want to have sex with a new person. So we feel like I'm just gonna have sex with this person and it ain't gonna be that bad. No, I couldn't do that either. You don't deserve any part of me at all. So I had I had just completely cut them off. And then I go be single. I date some people here and there like that were good guys. Like I wasn't really, I realized that the more I worked on myself, I really wasn't running into bad guys or anybody to treat me like shit. Those people couldn't even come close to me. Um, they weren't like those caliber men weren't even near me. They wouldn't even approach me with no bullshit. So 
Like I've told you guys before, something that was important with me meeting my boyfriend now is me being courted properly and me setting that tone, not having sex, um, me setting the tone on how I want to be treated, how I would treat him. And it worked and we clicked and I had sex on my time. I didn't allow, I love the fact that he didn't pressure me. It wasn't rushed. I did it when I felt comfortable and all the things that I set the tone for in the beginning, he naturally became good at throughout the relationship because in the beginning when I was requiring it, you got used to it. So it's easy for you because she had me doing this shit for a month and a half. So he's romantic. He's this and he's that. And you guys know that we took the break. And even now, like my self-love journey is so different now because my self-love journey is super, it's all accountability and honesty now. And really, really tapping into the things that I've developed as a child and growing up and letting those things go. Like I told you guys, I had started therapy and something that we talked about in therapy. And I had made a post about this the other day in my caption. If you grew up on survival and not love like me, then you're naturally thinking that somebody is going to hurt you. Like you, you're walking through life with this shield, hoping that don't nobody fuck with you. Like you don't want to get hurt. You've been, you, you've had a childhood that hurt you already so that you don't want to experience that through life, even though you love so hard because you know what it's like to not feel it. So now you overcompensate and you give everybody else so much love because you don't never want anybody to feel the way you felt before. You don't know how to receive it. You don't know how to be vulnerable. You don't know how to healthily express your feelings and emotions you don't know. You don't want to cry in front of people because you don't want to appear weak. You want to feel like you always got it. You are the strong friend. And I'm telling y'all, I have the last weeks that I told you that I've been really taking care of me and my mental health. I have been just, I have decided that I don't want to be strong all the time. It's too much responsibility for me to do that. It hurts too bad. It, it's like walking around with a motherfucking big ass book bag filled with all this shit up in it, trying to prove to the world. I can handle it. I got it. I don't need no help. No, the people who love me, who will really do anything for me, they will fucking help you. They will help carry it. It ain't shit that you have to carry by yourself. So that's been really something that I have to make sure that I'm consistently speaking from a place to love, not just to my followers, but to everybody around me. It's easy for me to talk from a place of love to y'all because inside of every one of you, I see myself and I see a place that I've been or emotion that I felt. So it's easier for me, it's easy for me to talk from a place to love to you, but I need to consistently do that to the people around me. So, and I want to, and something else that is really important to me that I spoke on before is I need, even though affirmations is my love language, vocalizing to my partner, how important it is for me to feel their appreciation and for them to feel like they're proud of me. I don't get that from my family. So I feel like it's important for me to feel it from my partner. Regardless of how successful everybody thinks I am already or it's just another freaking goal that Maui has checked off her goddamn list. I know a lot of people just look at me like as an overachiever and they don't feel the need to say I'm proud of you or congratulations. Imagine going through your life doing so much knowing that nobody will notice. Like the inner work is for me. But other things I want to say like good job you killed that. And for people to understand that even if they don't understand how important it was or they don't think it's cool or dope, saying it because they know I need to hear it and knowing how much it means to me. Um, So healing the 
survival part of me has been important and it has been a big part of my self-love journey. Staying committed to my daily tasks and the daily work that I'm doing with myself. Like I told y'all about creating a to-do list so that you don't feel overwhelmed or like you don't feel like you have enough time in a day to do certain things. Um, being honest with yourself, being accountable. I've been reading this book by Thich Nhat Hanh, um, and it's called Taming the Tiger Within. Really good book. It helps you learn how to express your, frustra- your frustration and your anger. It talks about how to speak to your partner in a calm way. Now, let me tell y'all something, y'all. I'm not a mother freaking soft ass, ass, mushy, mushy as girl. Okay. I might kiss up on you, love up on you, but when it comes to like being emotional with my feelings, no, absolutely not. City girl is in full effect, but the book suggested that when you speak to your partner, like one of the example was darling, I'm suffering right now and I need your help to get through this and get through what I'm feeling. Of course you ain't got to say darling or whatever, but I need your help with this. I don't want to do it alone or the way you're speaking to me is hurtful. Like it doesn't make me want to talk. So a couple of days ago, um, what the freak was we talking about? What the freak was we talking about? I forgot what me and my boyfriend was talking about. Either way, he do this thing where as though, if he feel like I'm about to start my shit, he do this eye roll thing like this. Ugh, you know what fucking face I'm talking about, y'all. He do this. He do that goddamn face. I said, baby, the facial expressions that you're making doesn't make me feel like you are my safe space. It doesn't make me feel open to talk about what I'm going through. And it makes me want to shut down. Normal Maui would be like, bitch, don't fucking roll your eyes while I'm talking. Who the fuck is you making? Normal Maui would want to fucking throw something at your ass. I'm vibrating higher than any situation I'm faced with these days. So that is not me no more. Girl, the conversation went so fucking well after I said that and expressed how I felt. But I was cringing. I was telling my therapist, like, it just, it made me feel so nasty having to be so vulnerable. (laughs) And he said, Jill, get used to it. I'm like, but it just made me feel icky. Like, I was being so gentle and soft. You can unball your author fist, y'all. You don't got to be ready to fight or whoop somebody's ass. You ain't got to be on guard or trying to protect yourself or think somebody trying to be smart. You are allowed to just... Say how you truly feel. I decided that in 2021, I no longer will walk around like I don't have an attitude when something is bothering me. I'm going to find the most gentle way to express how I feel and hope that I have a partner that is able to be receptive to my emotions that is in a place where they can honor them and don't try to dismiss them. And even if they don't understand it, they will never make me feel like I'm overreacting or I don't or... I don't have a real a reason to feel that way. So um, I think that's super important. And then if, and then you got to make sure that you in a relationship with a person that is willing to be accountable and re- willing to do the inner work. And if you buy yourself still, which is nothing wrong with making sure that you're honest about, about the things that you need to work on when it comes to you, when it comes to motherhood, when it comes to different things, like even with me and my son lately with me doing his homework, I've been being very mindful you know it's hard to do homework with little kids because they write so slow. I'll be sitting there emailing or doing all types of shit while he um doing his homework. But lately when we've been doing homework together, I'm just being present. I'm being present and I'm just helping and I'm not in no rush. I don't have nowhere to go or nothing to do. So take as much time as you need um, because I will never get these moments back. 
So if you want to freaking take two hours to write the sentence, I'm going to fuck to sleep, but I ain't going to rush your ass though. That's what I I won't do. I ain't going to rush you, but I will fall asleep right on this goddamn couch. Okay. So to anybody out there that is gearing up to the weekend or you just going to be enjoying your wine all by yourself, watch some Be, be a Mary Jane. My real, the real Valentine's Day with myself or whatever, the real message of the day is to let you know that we out here, we working, we evolving, we growing. The journey not going to be easy. I gave you a little backstory of what my journey was like. My journey involved a lot, a lot of crying, a lot of sadness, a lot of loneliness, a lot of emptiness. It was even harder when I decided to leave my job and to go write books and chase my passion because I love to do it so much. I felt like I, I found something that I couldn't live without. Um, and I tell people this all the time, like coming from a place that I come from, if you write the Lotus one and knowing how I grew up and stuff like that, a lot of the stuff that I do, it feels so surreal for, to me. I'm literally waking up every day and just being myself and sharing my experiences with other people. I'm not an actor, I'm not a singer. Not that those people aren't cool too and have their own meaning, but I'm just here sharing stuff that I've experienced and how it made me feel. And people, and and is reaching people that really needed to hear that. Is somebody listening right now that is going through some shit that they feel like they will never get through. And I've felt the same way before. And I know it's hard to see in those moments, but God chose you. God chose you specifically to endure certain things. I know sometimes you didn't deserve certain, certain shit to happen to you. It shouldn't have happened. Somebody should have been there for you. You should have been protected. But you get to tell the story. There ain't nobody else. This ain't nobody else's stories but yours. You are the author, the illustrator, all that shit. We might get stuck on certain chapters longer than we should, but we get to turn the page. We get to have whatever ending we decide to create for ourselves. So whatever it is that you're going through that you feel like you will never get through, child, listen, this shit gonna hurt. You are going to heal, and it's not for me to water down or downplay anything that anybody is going through. But please believe. God has specifically chosen you to endure. He would never place more on your heart than you could bear. He would not give you no shit that you can't handle. Even if, even if in those moments you are asking God, why me? I cannot take this pain. He would never give you some shit that you can't handle it. Whether it's for you to discover your strength, whether it's for you to inspire others by what you went through, whether it's for you to learn something from it, grow from it, whatever it is. I hope that after the storm is over and the sun starts shining again because it can't rain forever and eventually the sun, God bring his ass back out, pull up, okay? You will be able to see the message behind why you had to go through certain things, why you had to lose certain people, why certain shit ain't work out for yourself, work out for you. And it'll all make sense because a lot of the times we are only hurt because we're afraid. Everything is aligned perfectly. You don't need to trip about shit. That is no need for you to be worried. It's no need for you to continuously be hard on yourself or replay scenarios on how you could have did it different and consistently beat yourself up and be mad and feel like I should have did this. That's the devil. Because if you're sitting around and you freaking thinking about shit that you could have did differently, then you aren't really convinced that everything is aligned perfectly. You feel like if you would have did something differently, then it could have been rearranged. The shit is arranged exactly how it was supposed to go. Exactly. I wouldn't have did anything different. Absolutely not. When not, nothing that I've ever been through. Maui, what about the whole phase? What did you about you talking to somebody that was in a relationship? I wouldn't change shit. Okay. Nothing. 
It's not, it's not one goddamn thing on the goddamn list that I would have, no. I like the story exactly how it is. All the crazy shit, all the freaking me being a side chick, me leaving my baby dad, me having the whole phase, me being alone, all of that shit was parsley to the story. It was excitement, okay? It was a motherfucking spicy ending. We needed the spice, okay? Because if I don't want perfect, it's too, it's too much of a responsibility to have this picture perfect life. It just seemed too much. It seemed like too much. No, a mess. My life was a mess. From childhood to motherfucking adulthood, the shit was raggedy. I had to clean it up. Some days I was the mess, other days I was the brum, and that's that. Okay? So Valentine's Day is about us. A couple things I want y'all to do this Valentine's Day, whether you got one or not. Be be grateful if you got one. Be appreciative. Um, reciprocate. I don't want y'all comparing yourselves to the lives of video girls on Instagram that is getting gifts from rappers and Birkin bags and all this other stuff. Making your partner feel grateful. Um, not making them feel like, well, you could have did more. I did all of this stuff. When the shit was done out of love, what's the, re- what's the big regret? Okay. You ain't do that shit because you was worried about what he was going to do. You did that shit because that's what you wanted to do. In those moments of sharing something with a person that you love, you did exactly what you wanted to, wanted to do. It ain't no regrets about nothing. Okay. Can't nobody, can't nobody play you, take advantage of you or nothing. You did what you wanted to do because that's how you love. And you have every right to turn shit off. And if you feel like you are being a doormat or if you feel like a person doesn't appreciate you, doesn't reciprocate or anything, then we could turn the shit off. And then who's the real person that loses? Not you. You'll go on with your life. It'll hurt. You'll be lonely. And you'll continue to love like you love. And then eventually you'll find somebody that reciprocates. And this receiver that's ungrateful, that's trying to find somebody else to leech off of, they'll spend the rest of their life looking for you and other people. So who's really taking a loss? It doesn't seem like it is you. So that's that. Being appreciative, being grateful, reciprocating, being happy, being mindful. Um, what else we got up on this list today? Enjoying your own company, enjoying the company of somebody else. Get off your phone for once too, child. Damn, always when I got damn phone. And that's it. I got some affirmations for y'all and then I'm going to wrap this up and we're going to go because I ain't drop a podcast episode in seven days and y'all is going to get out of my DMs today about it. But I am, I am worthy of love. I am deserving of it. Um, I'm deserving of peace. I'm at a place in my life where I am accountable. Money comes to me easily, frequently and abundantly. Um, I am growing. I am evolving. I am being gentle with myself. I'm kind to myself. I'm beautiful. I'm funny. I deserve reciprocation. I deserve peace. I deserve love that is understanding. I deserve love that communicates well. I deserve somebody who sees me, who listens to me, who hears me. I'm okay with being by myself. I am not attached to anything. I do not force things. I allow things to flow. I let go of things that that don't want my ass. Okay. I am so secure with who I am, what I bring, that if a person does not want to be here, I will let them go. I will not beg them. I will not convince them. I will not plead or cry or guilt trip they ask into staying with me. The only people that I want around me are people who are happy by being in my presence. And can we get an ashe or something or an all? Okay. I think we can. 
Okay. I hope y'all have a good day. I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. I hope you have a good Valentine's Day, whether you getting some zick, whether you giving the dick, whether you licking some clit. I don't know what y'all freaky asses is into these days, but it ain't my goddamn business. Either way, enjoy y'all goddamn day. And I'm glad that y'all came to self-care and chill with me.